morning tip. It's the afternoon. You're listening to us on a December 13th, 2021. We're a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I normally at the top of these, I try to come up with something goofy or, you know, if there's just like a really big story that we really have to jump right into. But both of us had a little bit of a uh, of a rough week. And on top of that, Celtics uh, having a rough time on the uh, on, on the West Coast. And as I'm looking through all of my uh, all of my stories, there are not a lot of positive stories. Uh, I really thought uh, coming into Sunday, uh, you've just been busy, you know, the Christmas stuff coming up uh, before and in the future. It was just like, you know what? Football. Football will be there for me. The Patriots are on a bye. I can just put on red zone and th- that'll, that'll entertain me. That'll take up the, the, the whole Sunday. That uh, did not go well. Uh, like I said, uh, just with with all the things, but man, football it was not good. Even the games that turned out to be good, the uh, couple of overtime games, they just kind of like right at the end turned out good. Like red zone, like most of the day, it's just like, wh- why am I even watching this? Look, that's that's the football season in general right now. Why are we watching anything? No, nobody's good. I mean, I, look, the Cardinals are ten and two, the Bucks are ten and three, the Packers are ten and three. The Patriots are nine and four, and I think another team is nine and four. But then, other than that, there's none of those teams are, are you know, fantastic or anything. I, I don't think I could see any of them winning right now. But I think it's more to do with the lack of challengers outside the league. So a very weird, weird week, a very weird season. There's well, also coming into the year, you you thought like Buffalo might be the uh, you know the top dog. And now they're two games behind the uh, the Patriots, which which I'm thrilled about, and love that uh, Tom Brady was able to help us out in uh, in in overtime. But yeah, maybe you're right. Like no one's like real far ahead. Uh, you you mentioned uh, two in the AFC uh, E or excuse me, in the, just in the AFC, uh, Pats, Titans, and Chiefs all uh, all nine and four. And then like you said, uh, and Cardinals seem like they might have been get, got a uh, got a little bit of a gift. I'm hearing that the Rams. Uh, which today tonight should have been like a really premier matchup, you know, one day. So once we do this and we're listening, the game's already happened, but I'm hearing the Rams have been having COVID issues. So I, I'm hoping that it's a competitive game. I definitely have some fantasy implications, but I, I feel like I got to have uh, some low expectations after uh, the rest of this week. Uh, and then even, uh, even Thursday night, well, Thursday night, the majority of the game was a blowout. And then right at the very end, it got interesting for like three minutes, but Man, football, you got you to gotta step your game up a little bit. I I think, well, you know what, let's just talk about fantasy while we're on it. You, you mentioned the Rams having issues right now. My dad is down, I think, like 12 points, and he had Higby going tonight. And there's no other, first of all, there's no one else to pick up because there's only one game left. Everyone else has played. And there's also this weird thing where this is the last week before the playoffs in this league, and the only guy he can drop is Higby. Because it's the only guy who hasn't played yet. The only guy who hasn't played. So he's got a couple other tight ends on his roster already. I was like, oh, why don't you drop your quarterback that's on a bye? And it's like, unfortunately, he had two tight ends that are injured. He had Waller, who's out, and somebody else who was out. And you can only have three tight ends on your roster. So he couldn't even keep Higby and drop just like, uh, I think he had Wentz as a backup. He had to drop Higby and pick up Higby's backup, who's only projected for a big old goose egg so far on ESPN. So ballsy, ballsy move, but maybe, maybe it'll work out. Like this COVID thing is really starting to affect him because, I mean, Monday night's always a scary thing when something like this happens for an injury. But I mean, COVID coming out of nowhere, it's like I feel like he should be allowed to adjust his roster. I mean, that's that's so unforeseeable. 
Uh, I'm thinking, I, I, I don't know, we're going to have to get one of the interns, maybe put this on some sort of list in early August, uh, remind us. I don't know if we should be allowed to give out uh, fantasy advice because I'm going into in like the main league, cozy league. I'm going in and I am six and seven. I have a chance to make the playoffs. Some things have to work out my way. I am not projected to uh, to win tonight. I'm basically going against Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and I have a very very slim lead. But then even if I if I do pull out this win, I got Austin Eckler on my team. And he, he had to drop out uh, yesterday with a with an ankle issue. He, he didn't return, and he plays on Thursday. So it's like even if I pull off some sort of miraculous victory, I'm 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 like uh, I don't know what would you even call me? I, I would I would call you the perfect first round matchup for somebody like me. But unfortunately, I'm not going to get in either. I couldn't even squeak out 500 in this league. The good news is, is there are two leagues. Actually, the league of which I have the most money invested, I'm going to be eight and six in a in a pretty tight tight conference here but I, I I'm getting in I'm getting in, in that one and then the other one I will also be eight and six as well so I I have a little bit more to play I am out of the trophy league which is by far the biggest priority because none of the other leagues have a trophy I mean the big cash payday is is certainly enticing but you know something about your name on a plaque is uh you know it's it's forever right it's I, you know money I'll spend yeah. uh, you know I, that plaque is there forever so uh, maybe yeah, and, the, and the money, the money goes away really fast with so a trophy, you know, trophy sits in your, in your room and, you know, or at, at your house or in, in on the mantle or yeah, at the restaurant somewhere. Well, but yeah, not, we might have to, uh, we, it, I, you know what? I don't think we should stop giving advice, but I think we might want to be very upfront with the listeners next August and give them a heads up on, Hey, this is what happened last year. So I don't know. Maybe you want to say you want to go exactly with the opposite of what we say. Maybe you'll be better off. I, I, I don't know, but I've, uh, Definitely uh, disappointed with my my fantasy performance this year. Definitely different with the the seventeen uh, game season, where going eighteen weeks. Where this week, this is like the latest. Th- th- this is the last week of buys, but this is like the latest that they've ever been. So it's it's unusual not to have like the final week before the playoffs to have your full team. So I was I wasn't really missing anybody. I can't really blame it on on that as a reason, but definitely odd to still at this point in the season you were second week in uh, in December still dealing with with bye weeks. I I don't know if we should fault ourselves too much on the fantasy. I I think football is just such an unpredictable with the injuries and COVID and just you know half the teams that made the playoffs last year will not make it the next year. Like that that happens. We're trying to read into that trend. I re- I mention that all the time. But I, I do think we've got some things right, though. You know, I, I talked about Jonathan Taylor is going to be the top running back. I think that was that was something I picked. I said that was going to be the, the number one guy. I think he's had a pretty good year so far. I think that's that stands as a solid take. I did have some ridiculous takes on the Washington football team. They were going to win the division. Now, if they win yesterday, which they, they kind of had a shot at it. I mean, there's both these guys, are, both those teams are trying to lose at the end. They're just interception and turnover after turnover at the end. Ugly, ugly stuff. Uh, the Dallas ends up squeaking out one win against them. But if, if Washington wins that, I think they're only a game back of Dallas, which anything could yeah. ever happen in that division. You'll never convince me any team is ever dominant in that division. I, I, it could be the Giants. It could be the Eagles. It could be the Washington football team. Any team in that division feels like they're beatable all the time to one another. So I don't think that was that wild of a take. I think the Rahandre Stevenson was, was a take. I, I think I mentioned him. He, he's starting to make some noise. Now I, I drafted him and unfortunately suffered with him for the first like six weeks of the season. And finally, the, the back end of the last six weeks of the season, he's finally been relevant. So 
maybe maybe I would just mistimed it, but I, I don't think we were too wrong on that one. Uh, I'm not sure what other fantasy advice you were giving other than, you know, McCaffrey is going to be the number one guy, and once again, McCaffrey was injured for an entire season. Whole season. Whole season. Whole and- season, and I think the sleeper that I gave, I think he was out of the league, like, immediately. I can't remember his name. No, it was the, the Niners guy. He, he's not on that roster anymore. I don't even want to mention his name. Uh, w- Jeff Wilson Jr. is back, and I, I think that's the guy you want. But uh, we Actually, maybe we could talk a little bit about the Niners. The Niners pull out a, an overtime win against the Bengals. Maybe not the prettiest game, but probably not the prettiest teams. Uh, I don't think either of these teams are expected to be dominant in everything like that. I, I think this is the kind of way all of these matchups are going to go. It's going to be an interesting playoff, if you ask me, because I think there's – a pretty even playing field. Like nobody's that much better than anyone. Like I wouldn't be shocked if if some buy if some um, wild card team ends up winning the Super Bowl. I, that's happened before. This feels like a year where happened that, last year, right? I, did it? I don't even remember. Well, yeah, yeah, with, with the yeah. Tampa. I'm pretty sure Brady came from the from the wild card. Well, I I think we'll be trending towards something like that once you know. I, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's. <laughs> I don't know if I should be fearful of uh, any of the teams though, but. Uh, the Niners pull out a win. They seem pretty legit. That division, I think we mentioned as well, that you know there might be three playoff teams in that. There might have been four playoff teams at one point, but Seattle is just, man, uh, I, I think we knew they had some issues. I think it's time for them to start admitting they have some issues. Uh, just a, you know, we're talking about football and going through just a uh, helpful reminder for, for all the listeners. College football, we, we talked about it a little bit uh, last week. This week was the Army-Navy game, so that's pretty much the last, or not pretty much, it is the last regular season game. So there will be NFL football on Saturday. So just be paying attention, plan plan accordingly. Make sure the, you got those fantasy lineups set if you're in the in the playoffs and any bets you're doing. And if you uh, have significant others that are uh, football fans, they, uh, they might be busier than they normally are on Saturday watching that, <laughs> including the Patriots. Patriots are playing on Saturday night. Hey. I think we have slowly uh, nominated the Patriots week by week here. I think for a little bit there, it was like, you know what? We're a good football team. We're rebuilding, though. You know, the, our future looks really good. And then it was, hey, we might be like a wild card team. Like, I think, we, I think we're a playoff team. Zach, we're more than a playoff team. We're going to win the division again, which I know we don't care about division titles. It just feels like something we shouldn't have been able to do and yet are somehow in the driver's seat of doing. We're, we're going to win the division. The Bills are two games back. It's going to take... And we play them. They've come to our place to play. It's going to be a... I mean, we can lose that game and still be in the driver's seat. We, they're going to have to... I don't know how we're going to mess up... It's going to be a catastrophe if we blow this, I, I, which... Oh, big time, because they have to deal with losing to, uh, to to the Jaguars, and that that would just be... That would be a real problem. As well as, you know, the Bills, maybe maybe they're not... Maybe they're struggling a little bit now. I, I They didn't... They kind of fell down a little bit early in that game. They they came storming back. I they they kind of remind me. This is terrible. They they kind of remind me of the Celtics, where there's clearly talent there. There's clearly some function that should lead to some success, but there's something about this team that gets down early or just always feels like they're they're there at the end and they're they're hoping for kind of a miracle almost at every end of the game. And they're just clawing back, and it's just too little, too late by the time things get in rhythm. I think that's how I feel. About the Celtics. <laughs> I was surprised watching the game how many times that they uh, they did quarterback runs. I don't know if it was more designed or if uh, 
you know, just got, got into that flow a little better. Cause that seemed like it's so difficult to contain. And they, uh, it seemed like last week they didn't use that against the Patriots basically at all until a little bit in the fourth quarter. I think it was the fourth quarter when there was that, uh, pretty bogus uh, late hit penalty when he was still jumping, trying to get a first down and our guy just, you know, defender just shoved him. Wasn't even like with, with the helmet or really late a hit on him. It just, you know, just, just a shove like, Hey, you're, you're done. But I, I think that'll be something going forward. Do you think when they come to Foxborough, how many passes do you think Mac Jones uh, throws that game? I, I don't know. What's the weather looking like? It, it is. There's a fair chance the climate might be very similar to that that game. I, I don't know. We, this is the most unpredictable year of, of New England. I never know what to wear. It's like 50 degrees out today. It was like 16 degrees a couple days ago. There was snow a couple days ago. And there was a bunch of rain a couple days ago. Every day is, is a monsoon of disaster. Mother Nature just throwing at whatever she's got every week. So I mean, I very much want to want to win and don't care what the the game script is. But I think it would just be awesome if in this one Mac is just slinging it all over the place. I mean, that is like the least likely thing to happen. Just he's a rookie. You don't want to put too much in, a, you know, rookie quarterback's hands, have him, you know, mostly runs. I mean, only three passes is a little, little absurd. <laughs> Hasn't happened, I think, like since the 70s. But uh, it would just be uh, just be nice to see him get a, you know, get, get to do a little bit. I'm sure he had to have been a little bit bored. I just I can't imagine what what like the I, I would love to see like the numbers on the strategy of going into that of all right if we throw the ball less than ten times, I think our chances of winning is this. Like that's that just seems crazy to me. Like you shouldn't be able to win a football game only throwing the ball three times. That shouldn't be possible. There, there there's too much attention to this. There's too many podcasters out there that should be able to figure out how to solve this. There's too many there's too much analytics. It just seems crazy. I, It'd be I mean, like in basketball, like only taking twos. Yeah, like the, only only attempting three threes in a in a modern game. And winning, and winning. That's it's, and, it's yeah, right, and yeah, and winning. It, it's not even just taking a bull strategy. It's it's it working. It it was successful. That's the crazy part about it. Do you think uh, Belichick has a chance to win his first coach of the year? Uh, yes, that's right. He has never, never won coach of the year. Is there can how can you have never won coach of the year when you are in the argument for greatest coach of all time? I almost feel like it would be an insult for him to win it because it's it should be more of I'm Bill Belichick. This is what I do. You don't just suddenly say you I wasn't supposed to do this and now you get this award because we didn't think you could do it. You doubted this guy every step of the way. All right, I don't I don't think. I don't think it matters anything to me. This is the same thing as a division title. He doesn't care about it. It's not a relevancy to it. I mean, it's not like he's going to add this to his, this isn't even going to make his resume. If he hits it, it's there's so many <laughs> other things on it. It wouldn't even make his resume. <laughs> One, a professional football game. Attempting three passes. Yeah. It, the, the, the coach of the year wouldn't even make the resume though. I, I don't think it would. I honestly, I kind of hope he gets it because I would love to see what the acceptance speech would look like. I, I just want to see her that. I want to hear the 10 seconds where he's like on to Cincinnati. I be short. Yeah. On, yeah. To, on to Cincinnati or some shit like that. Yeah, where do you just... know when they give out the uh, the coach of the year award? Is it like um, in the NBA where it's during the playoffs or is it like baseball where it's like after the season? No idea. I don't think yeah. it's that relevant an award. I, I Unfortunately, there are so many. I mean, there's, look, there's a lot of coaching in all of the sports, but in football specifically, 
you've got an offensive coordinator, you've got a defensive coordinator, you've got a special teams guy, you've got a whole bunch of crew and Quarterbacks staff. running things. Yeah, you've got a lot, a lot of stuff going on out there. So it, I do think that some coaches set the culture and the tone, and they, you know, it starts from above and it goes down low of just the kind of the expectations you have going on. I do think certain head coaches are better at doing stuff like that. But to say, like, you win every week because of one guy is tough. I, I think you win one week because one guy's driving, but there's still a lot of other guys, you know, moving the tires and, 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 and you know, making sure the engine runs smoothly. I, I just think it's it's not as relevant. It's a huge roster. There's no way why one guy could be that responsible for everything. Uh, but it would be exciting. I mean, do you think Brady's going to win MVP? Like, what if they had this award ceremony He's together where Brady gets the MVP and Belichick has to, like, sit next to him for his Coach of the Year award? <laughs> I mean, there, there's some whispers about uh, Patriots Brady Super Bowl. Is that is that the dream Super Bowl? Because I, I listened to some podcasts today. There, there's some other outcomes that I think are a little fascinating. I, I think uh, a repeat of I, last I year. Would, I don't think I would enjoy that personally. I don't think I want that either. I don't want. You know what the the crap part about the Super Bowl is? You get that stupid. Uh, what is it? The week before is, is media week. Yeah, I, I that that is going to be just punishment for everybody involved. Nobody's going to be excited for that. I don't know who nobody's going to be excited that either Tom Brady's going to win another Super Bowl or the Patriots are going to win another Super Bowl. Nobody wants that outcome. It's going to be an awful media week of trying to build up this this fictional rivalry between the two. These guys are just competitive. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of the, of the line. They just want to win. I'm. Sh- it doesn't mean they got to win more or want to win more because it's that guy or this quarterback. It, it means nothing. These guys just want to win. They're going to do everything they can to win. And and it's just it's just going to be an awful media week if that happens. I do think there's some fascination in potentially maybe Aaron Rodgers' last game in Green Bay facing New England. I, I think that's a little bit more interesting. I think a rematch of last year of maybe Mahomes and Kansas City kind of rallies and are fully capable of, of just going on a tear here. I, I think we've seen the talent on that team. It maybe hasn't been quite as... Uh, consistent this year but i wouldn't be shocked by that of uh, just a rematch of last year uh, of just kansas city and in tampa bay i you you could be right with uh aaron Rodgers. uh he, he he's a little dinged up he's got the uh the fractured toe and he came out of last night's game saying yeah it's uh it's worse surgery is a last resort right now but at, at some point it you can't just you know hope hope it away it's I'm I'm too hurt to play, and I, I can't do this. Your, your toes are pretty important for uh, for sports. I think the other thing in football, I mean, I'm sure in most sports when the injury report goes out there, there's the guys that are targeting that injury. I think in football they are specifically targeting that injury. Like, don't tell me that some of these linemen aren't going to try and step on that toe. It's an easy I'm, accident. I, it happens every year. Just at some point, and it happened to me uh, yesterday. Just how are guys like not breaking more fingers of you're on the ground and someone just steps on your hand. And I'm not even saying it's malicious and they're looking for it, but just accidentally just you're on like, there's so many guys on the ground, every play and people are running all over the place. Just, I just, uh, I don't know. I was just thinking about that yesterday. Well, speaking of setbacks, let's, uh, let's talk some basketball where my very disappointing take is continuing to be accurate in which Zion has had another setback. I don't think he's going to play at all this year. I don't see why he would. I really don't. I don't see the the point of it. And this is just adding to it. I, I'm I'm very I'm disappointed. 
because the NBA has been full of exciting and entertaining games all year. There's stars on every players on every team. Like it's been it's been a good season. There's a lot a lot of stuff going well for a lot of teams. Even the teams that are bad have, have had some good games. And Zion would certainly be one of them. I mean, his team's terrible, but it, he's not going to play this year, man. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. There's no reason to bring him back. They're 500 their last 10 games, which for them is successful. Uh, four games out of the, the, the 10 seed, which is now the, you know, the, the, the play-in game. But I... I got. I got to agree with your 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 take that. Like, why why would you bring him back? You know, wait till he's all the way healthy. Like, absolutely for sure. And yeah, the uh, the and the worst part is, I feel like it was last week we were talking about a setback. And so when I went to add it to the list, it was, well, let me check. Did did we already talk about this last week where we we did the pod? Uh, you know, on Tuesday rather than Monday. It's like no, no, there was a setback last week, and, and now this one. is a different <laughs> setback. Yeah, he's experiencing uh, soreness, soreness in his foot. Uh, so it looks like uh, it showed regression in the bone healing of his fifth metap- metatarsal. And it just, it seems like nothing good. It, it, I'm not hearing anything good coming out of there. I saw like a headline that I'm not all the way in on that said that He's been skipping rehab workouts and he fell asleep during a film session and just, I don't know. It's like, who is leaking this? Who is this advantage? So I, I don't, I, I don't really believe that that's, that's the case. I mean, I'm reading right in the, the article about it saying that with this regression, they're easing off on the amount of rehab work that he's doing. So it's like, well, did he skip it? Or did the team say, Hey, we're not doing rehab work today because your foot's still broken and it needs time to recover. It's it's sad because he's a once in a lifetime player to watch, and it, it feels like we're only going to see him once in a lifetime here and there from from here on. I don't know, I don't know what this is going to look like consistently and healthy. I, I, it's just, it just feels like a trend. There's a reason there's no other players like him. I, I just, I just think it's it's too big. It's, it's too big, too strong, and it's almost like Embiid's weakness of. For Embiid to get in shape, he has to do so much work, and it's like the the work to get in that condition. I almost feel like puts him in an injury prone situation, where it's like, yes, I'm finally in shape, but all of the work it took for me to get in shape has put me in like a, a this borderline where I may get hurt now because I I just did a lot of work to get in shape. It takes it takes a lot for a guy like that to be in shape. It's gonna take a lot for a guy like Zion to get in shape, and I don't know if he's ever gonna be able to overcome the injuries it's gonna take to kind of lose that weight and. Be a be a little bit more reliable basketball player. I, I don't know how we get there. I'm not even sure what it looks like as a player for that. I I, I don't think he has a body what, type for it. What what gives me gives me hope is and you brought him up is Embiid didn't play the first two seasons, and I kind of wrote it off as like, well, if you don't play in your first two seasons, you're still hurt. Like you're, how is this going to work? But since then, he's been pretty pretty consistent. I mean, he gets dinged up here and there just like any player, but there has not been another significant like you were done for the season so i'm hoping this is a bumpy start to what turns into a, a successful career but for right now even with this this setback there was no timetable before so th- there's of course no timetable now well you heard it here first trust the process from mr bishop over here <laughs> <laughs> the uh, new orleans pelicans have uh, chosen to go a certain direction they are going to trust the process 
It's going to be awful. Zion's not even going to be on this team in like a year. This is this feels like I mean, I don't think they could trade him without him playing, right? He's he's got to play. No, that's that that'd be the absolute worst. I I I feel like I hear this all the time in fantasy. When a guy gets hurt or especially this year and last year with COVID of oh, should should I trade him? It's like if you trade this guy right now, his value is as low as it possibly is. So if you're looking to cut bait, sure, if you're able to kind of you know, sucker someone in is is a little bit strong, but you know, someone that really likes uh, one of these players, but this is the worst time, both in actual basketball and in fake fantasy basketball. It's the worst time when a guy is hurt to trade him. What, what do you think his trade value is right now? Mm -hmm. All right. I'll give you the entire Celtics roster. What would you give up for Zion? Hmm. Like what? What would you if you're the Pelicans? What would you want in return? Because it's a very bizarre situation where he he has a proven talent. It's a once in a lifetime talent. There's no other player that's ever yeah, like this. Yeah, this... uh, I really want. Him. Yeah, I give up. I would give up uh, Jalen Brown and Smart and, and some picks. All right. Yeah. See, that's that's still still value. I I wonder. I kind of would rather have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart in the picks right now because I don't know what the future is with oh, this guy. Oh, for sure, for sure, right now. But looking at where the, the Celtics are, and for sure, Jalen Brown is coming off of his uh, his own injury, so it's a little bit of kind of pulling pull, pulling names out. But you know, we're like I said, had a rough West Coast trip. Hopefully, Jalen coming back is going to kind of help things go. But we we're we're at the ten seed. You know, we're a half game from the nine and we're a half game from being out of the playoffs. It's not like, oh, well, you know, we're third seed. Uh, you know, things go right. You know, we could even move up a little higher. It's like we're not even close. It's not working. No, it's not working. At what point this it's so unfair to do this to like, do we do we start blaming the coach at some point? It's his first year with Ime over here. I don't know. It's hard. It's it's really unfair to be this this critical of it. I mean, it might just be a dysfunctional roster that's kind of worn out. We've we've tried this recipe so many times. It's it's not working. I don't know why they thought bringing in someone else to try and run the same roster was going to change anything. I I think it was better with Brad, but Brad's kind of still in the picture, and I don't know if they like this guy. I, like, what what do we got to do to get these guys to play hard? Like, they just don't always show up. And it's over and over again. I, I, Jalen's been out for a couple of, a couple of weeks now, and that is a starter and, you know, either our, our second best or our, our best player. So if you, if you do that to any team and take away their first or second best player, there's going to be a, a drop-off. But it just wasn't like we were on crazy winning streaks before he went down. So I, I just don't have immediate confidence that tonight he's going to come back and even if it takes him a little bit to get back into it, that – it's gonna be oh no now we're set nothing to worry about. Yeah, plenty plenty to worry about. Plenty to worry about. Uh, Do you there think Schroeder is... makes it uh, makes it through the year on on the Celtics? Yeah, I do. I actually do think he will. I I would hate to watch him just get picked off by some uh, you know championship running team here that just gets a nice little little piece addition here at a good at a good price. I don't know. At some point, maybe we do have a fire sale, though, where it's it's just like, all right, we'll we'll give you this for a pick, or we'll we'll give you this for that. I mean, they're not they're not helping us. The, the piece in return might help us more next year. Um, 
He's been solid, though. I don't know what more you could ask for. We're not losing because of Schroeder. I, I, no. I don't feel like we are. I, I, I still feel like that was one of the best deals of the offseason. I mean, no, he, I mean, does, look, he does some could, frustrating things. But we, could, we could have Kemba looking, Walker uh, right now on, on a Supermax for like two more he, years. And we don't. Instead, we have Al Horford, who's been awesome. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been great. I mean, Kemba's not even playing for the other team that signed him for, for even less Knicks. money. For the Knicks that aren't even that great right now. They're struggling the too. Knicks, the Knicks, and it's not even, oh, he's only, he's, he, we're saying, oh, he's not playing, like, he's not playing very many minutes. No. Tibbs, the head coach, said Kemba will no longer be playing for this basketball team. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so, I, I think I'm on board with Zion not playing. I, I think there's another guy that's, also probably not going to play, but you apparently have some optimism in Kyrie Irving having some potential comeback here. I don't know what that's going to take. I mean, that's going to take a literal cultural movement in, in a state that is heading into winter right now. Cold and flu season. You're, you're telling me there's optimism for this. What What is, what is there to be optimistic about? Like, what? He's not coming back. Yeah, so it came out today. Shams posted that there is a renewed optimism within the Brooklyn Nets uh, organization that Kyrie Irving would join the team. And so I read that and said, oh, okay, that's cool. Because right now we're missing out on Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and Zion for a variety of reasons, but all former All-Stars. And it just is crappy that we're missing out on that. And so... Also, you know, Kyrie Irving from from Duke, so you know, always always in his uh, corner, despite any of his his craziness. Barely, but then from Duke. barely. But then then I'm trying to figure this out because it sure doesn't sound like Kyrie's changed his stance on the vaccine. So that would be one option. The other option would be that the Nets become okay with him just playing road games because he's allowed to play road games as long as not in California. Or I think in LA County, Canada. Too. Uh, I guess yeah, he wouldn't be able to go to Canada. I don't think. Or maybe he could go to Canada, but couldn't make it back in. I don't really know exactly. So he'd be able to play some road games. But what I'm hearing from the net still is he's either in all the way or not at all. And then the last one would be uh, that New York changes their policy, and they do have a new mayor coming in uh, next month. But there's been no talk of that changing, and. As we're going to talk maybe later, COVID is, I'm going to say, more on the upswing than the downswing. Uh, California, it, it was just announced earlier today, starting Wednesday, is it's a statewide mask mandate. So I can't imagine New York, a similar, uh, you know, coastal, liberal uh, sort of state, is going to say, ooh, that's what California's doing? Yeah, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go the other direction. Yeah, yeah, in the city? No, no, no more, no more vaccines uh, mandate. Also, I hate I hate the idea that this 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 one basketball player who's not even playing is, is somehow going to be the swing on on some political justice here, the change. Like that's like the, the decision of, of of removing some mandates isn't going to be because we want to see Kyrie Irving play in Brooklyn. It's going to be based on all right. We have a lot less people dying. A lot more people are vaccinated. Oh, and yeah, and you I don't know, think I don't I, think the mayor is honestly taking the Kyrie situation like 
with any sort of this is going to influence uh, my decision. No, but I think they, us they as actually basketball think fans, this is going to happen, though. They actually think the mayor is, is going to be in support of this. I have no idea what that's based on. This is like some backdoor billions conversation that, that somehow is, is leaked out to us as if it's it's relevant. Like, there's you're, you're right. There's no way. But there, why? it's constantly reported. doesn't make any sense uh, yeah. to me. Which, which which situation do you think is most likely to happen of the three or is there a fourth that i'm not considering i don't know would you swap simmons for for zion is that is that a terrible conversation what does that have to do with Kyrie? oh nothing i'm trying to think of like i don't think he's gonna play at all they're not gonna change the rules i i Kyrie's no, hope... no but that's what i'm saying of the of the three uh options oh, oh, i laid out three options yeah. Um, I think it's. I think we'll see Kyrie play a road game at some point, but I, it just doesn't feel right that you're not gonna be able to play every night. Like, just imagine that it's it's a rental. It, it's it's like the guy you get for your summer league team, but he can only be there for three weeks, and it's like for those three weeks you have this awesome offense and it, it is great. He's kind of maybe the glue for everything, but for the other like ten weeks he's gone. He's just not there. He's not even on the bench. He's not even with the team. He's just only on the road for these he just shows up and he's not going to be able to practice with them he's like yeah, i don't know yeah, i don't know i don't know how that works you know i just i don't think i think he's a talented enough player that he doesn't need practice i mean you know alan Iverson, we're talking about practice here he, he's practice. fine he, he's okay but i just think there's there's a reason guys don't do this like i i feel like they almost if they allow this aren't other guys going to say well i want to do that too I only want to play a couple of road games over here. I'll get paid when I want. You know, I'll just show up for this game and I'll show up for that game. And, you know, I'll take a vacation on this game. I hope you guys win. Good luck. Like, sorry, I'm selfish. But, you know, who wants to play with a guy like that? Why? Like, this is this is a bad door to open. This is a terrible Pandora's box to allow this. It's, it's a weird precedent to say for everyone else out there. Plus, the team's good. Like, why? If they're struggling, yeah, I think you could bring up the conversation a little bit more. But. Durant had 50 last night. I'd rather watch that as a fan anyways than some guy who who is choosing to be selfish for, for reasons I can't even explain and, and reasons that will never make sense to me. There's nothing I could ever say to convince him that he's he's wrong about this, but that, that's where we're at. And I don't think he's going to win this battle. I don't I don't even know why he's battling it. Like, it just, just go get vaccinated. It, it seems like the like the easiest route. And yeah, he definitely went in and they were like, I mean, this is a while ago. We've already talked about it where it was that he was standing up for freedom for, for other people. And just, I, 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 I it's, it seems like it's, it, it, the moment has passed by and it's really not coming up very often. It's they're in first place and he's kind of an afterthought. when we've, we've kind of moved on as NBA media people. It's just, all right, no one. We're going to talk about the team. Like Harden seems to be struggling still. Kevin Durant looks awesome. Yeah, man. Talk about possibly the greatest Achilles recovery I've ever seen of a player. Did you think he'd ever? I didn't think he'd ever be this fast again. I, I thought if anything, all right, Durant's just going to start using his size a little bit more. He, maybe he's not dribbling quite as much. Maybe he's a little bit more of a spot up shooter in the long run. No, this guy's back. Full he's still ISO, doing all of the things. Everything. The crossovers are there. The pull-ups are there. I, I watched a play the other day. He like pinned some guy off the backboard and then sprinted all the way down on a fast break for a pull-up jumper where he rose like 30 feet above everyone and just shot it like effortlessly. He looks awesome. I I don't think I've ever seen anybody recover from an Achilles injury quite as well as him. 
which makes even less sense because I feel like he's like I don't think he works out like he's he's just a basketball player like he asked me he's, he's just a basketball player you know I'm not di- I'm not getting diet advice from him I'm not getting workout advice from him I'm <laughs> getting like all right you want to hold the ball like this you want to shoot it like that <laughs> you know this is how you hit your crossover there's it, it just seems like a lot of the guys that I think recover from these injuries better are just freaks in the gym Adrian Peterson a, a complete one of one but a monster in the gym works his ass off all the time in that and I and I just think it's weird to see somebody like Durant where I don't think he's a gym rat recover from an injury like this and maybe, maybe that's he just, is maybe he is maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong but I don't see him begging for Kyrie Irving to come back like don't tell me all these guys didn't already try and fix this there's no point wasting time on it I think it's one of those situations where we've talked about it, and I know I've definitely talked about it privately with with people, where it it's past the point. Like people have decided they you know they're getting the vaccine or, or they're not, and you know they they seem to be friends. But think about coworkers that that you work with. It's you know at certain points like hey like we, we got to work together. We'll figure it out how we can do it. But here here are the rules. Here's what you decided. Here's what I decided. And all right, we'll, we'll make do. There's no use uh, like getting in arguments every day. You're just both gonna just tire yourselves out and nothing's going to go anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. I, all right, what do you think his trade value is? What would you give up for him on the Celtics? There's no way this would ever happen, but I just feel like this is an easy way to kind of continue yeah, that conversation. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a tough one there, you know, with all the, let's take, let's take the, the history the out of it. There, all right. So. This is now in a bubble and in an alternate universe where yeah. this is, none of the history has ever happened. All right. We're looking pure, purely at the numbers here. All right. Who would you give up? on the Boston Celtics roster for Kyrie Irving with this current situation. Don't, don't factor in any potential future change with, with just, he's not getting vaccinated. Well, it's, it, it would really not make the most sense for, uh, for, for Bo- Actually, I was gonna say, it doesn't make sense for Boston because we are in the comp or in the division that has Canada, Brooklyn and New York. But I'm pretty sure that with the goofy, the way the rules are makes not much sense is that, if you're the home team, you can't play. But if you are the road team coming in and you're not vaccinated, then you can play. So, like, it doesn't make any sense. So it would be less of a factor. What's the one city that it's like, yeah, anything goes. You can come here, Kyrie. You play whatever whatever you want, any night. You, you just, we're good. Like, is there is there more of, like, a, a geopolitical place now where he needs to go? Like, it has nothing to do with basketball. It's purely like, well, they're going to let me do whatever I want in that state. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's something, How, something a little more, uh, something, I'm thinking a little more more middle America, but I, I don't know. All, the, like, all these places are cities, so. Uh, also, I, I, I think for the most part, the sports franchises have, have taken this very seriously. I think there was a little, a couple teams early on in the sports maybe rushed it a little bit of, of being a little bit more lax on stuff. But, I, you know, at some point, somebody's got to test some stuff out for to find out, like, is this okay or is this not okay? Like, if it wasn't okay, I think a lot of these teams would have backed out of allowing fans in earlier or being a little bit more lax on certain rules. But I think for the most part, everybody's kind of buckled down and said, now this is, this is a serious thing. This is how we need to protect as many people as we can. And and we're doing it, and we're not stopping. And they, they, they come up with, uh, like with very specific rules, and this is how it's going to work. Yeah, well, we have had one hiccup that is a pretty large hiccup, actually, with the Chicago Bulls having 10 guys out due to COVID, causing the first postponement. 
this is this a bye week? Is this a bye game now? Is this, is this an advantage or a disadvantage? Uh, sure seems like they are going to uh, postpone the next two games. And it's just so funny because last year, this was happening left and right towards the beginning of the year that we got used to it. Even in, you know, in the fantasy community, it was, okay, when this happens, you know, there was even, uh, it's called uh, injured, it's like injured reserve plus. And it's like kind of for COVID re- you know, reasons where it's like, hey, you're not really hurt, but you're not playing. So, you know, you can pick somebody else up to fill in in, in this meantime. And it's really taken more of a, a default where I, I don't remember ever playing with uh, anything like that before. But before that, I think we talked about this like at the very like when do you can you remember an NBA game getting postponed? It's like that would have led the led the show two years ago, maybe maybe two and a half, three years ago now. If there, a game was postponed, there was a game. We, that's why we would have started. Like, dude, can you believe this? Like, for whatever reason it was, unless it was a snowstorm. I was going to say there was, a while you'll get a there, snowstorm, was, there was a but, snowstorm. A storm postponed. I can't remember when, but. I, I do remember it being like, oh, well, I too bad you had tickets to that night of the game. Like, you're you're kind of in trouble. Like, the game is it's rescheduled. You're, you're not going to be able to go now. I hope your schedule works out with whatever it ends up being. I, I know that's happened before, but 10 guys is a lot. I, I don't know if this is a COVID exposure or if they all actually have COVID. They're pretty uh, close with all the details, to my understanding. Uh. So I I don't know like this is gonna be this is a weird it's a weird season it's 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 unfortunate yeah because the they use the, the 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 league's health and safety protocols yeah. and yeah you're 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 not sure because sometimes it'll come out like yeah somebody tested positive or it'll just be they're in the health and safety protocols so you don't know like did they test positive or there's just a, a an abundance of caution that's a popular phrase but it was funny uh, I saw Vooch. Uh, tweeted to the to to the Detroit Pistons saying, Hey, you guys want to play three on three? <laughs> that's funny. That's a good joke. That's yeah, a great I joke. Thought that, I thought yeah. so too. Uh, uh that, that was worth sharing. <laughs> uh speaking of uh threes, man, uh Curry Curry's on pace to pass Ray Allen. It's actually shocking he hasn't already passed Ray Allen. Maybe we maybe we talk a little Philly defense for a second here. Uh it's just crazy that he's passing Ray Allen. Like in my mind, Ray Allen is still Ray Allen, and I look at the numbers of it, and it's it's like he is just it's it's a rough comparison. And, and I feel for Ray. I'm a big Ray Allen fan. Boston Celtic champion. Maybe uh, backstabbed us a little bit, but you know he he was a good player for every team he was on. I, I promise you, he was appreciated on all those rosters. But to see Curry just kind of effortlessly pass him at this point in his career, it's uh. It's 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 bizarre. It's it's like Curry's driving a different car, man. It, it doesn't doesn't quite make sense when you look at the numbers. It's like how? Wait, what? I thought Ray took a lot of threes. Ray didn't take nearly enough threes. Yeah, he's he's seven away. So most likely we'll pass it in the next game or two. And like you said, Ray Allen super successful. Like when you think of Ray Allen, yep, big time three point shooter, and it just really shows you just starkly how much has this changed and how much Steph has been at the forefront of this, that he's going to have seasons, multiple seasons worth of threes to go and pass this, pass this record. Yeah. Everybody that was like, yeah, it's not going to work. 
It's still working. I don't know how it works. It's it's a freak of nature of Curry's range shooting. I, it was kind of nice to see him struggle a little bit uh, against Philly, though. It was it kind of brought him back down to earth, and I'm sure he'll be ready to go the next night. But it, it is still nice to know that the, you, you can kind of slow this down. It's not even missing. It's just a lot of defense with a lot of effort and a lot of coaching. I mean, Philly was... Don't tell me that they didn't have a game plan for this. Uh, I, oh, he's going against his brother. Yeah, but it was thought Thibault was great. I thought Embiid on the, the everybody was good. A lot of the help was good. I felt like everyone was always charging at him, or or some guy was coming from behind on him. They, they did a really good job, kind of making him uncomfortable. And the, he doesn't really get a shot blocked that much. When he gets his shot blocked, I wonder if that was a shot he shouldn't have taken, or am I really supposed to give the defense a ton of credit on this? It's he's just that good where I had to kind of ask myself that you know it it it's it's really wild now are you thinking that this is he's the i'm going to call it the, the the first guy and there's going to be a bunch of guys that are right behind him so you say in 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 40 years is he still at the top or is it just this continues on this trajectory over and over and like the same way uh He's passing Ray Allen mid-career. There'll be somebody passing his record mid-career. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to happen. I do think someone will beat Curry's record. What I don't think they will beat is Curry's percentages. I, I just think somebody's going to just take enough threes where they do break the record, but it may not mean anything. Like It's going to be... It might be somebody that doesn't even make the playoffs every year, but just chucks up a bunch of threes every night for a bad team consistently forever. And it just makes a bunch of them, but also misses a ton. I, it's like that. I think there's just a Westbrook in the future of, of three-point shooting where this guy's got this thing and he's committed to this, this stats of just chucking up a bunch of threes and he has nights where he makes a bunch, but he, he takes like 20 a game. Like I, I just I could see that happening. And, I, and that's going to make the record mean a little less, which is why I think the percentages of Steph Curry and Ray Allen are just inevitably going to go down in history, I think, as, as really what sets them apart. But, yeah, Would you I, be interested I, in hearing uh, he's playing at Indiana right now, so if he doesn't get it tonight, where the next game is? No, it's not Boston, is it? It's so close. Uh, tomorrow, Madison Square Garden. I'm looking at the, uh, at the schedule. It's got the tickets. How much would you guess are the cheapest tickets to get into Madison Square Garden tomorrow to see Knicks Warriors with the possibility that Curry's going to set the uh, all-time threes record? Uh, cheapest ticket, three hundred dollars. Two forty-three. So you're right in the right in the ballpark there. And what I'm looking at probably doesn't include the uh, the fees. So you're probably once you actually uh, get your checkbook out, that's probably the number you're putting in there. But yes, right after that, then Friday is uh, at Boston. So. Sure, hope he gets it against the Knicks. I knew, I knew they had a road trip. Oh man, it's gonna happen against us. I just, it, it seems like they might, they might blow out the Knicks so bad that he doesn't even have any opportunity to shoot. He might, he might only play like twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, it's gonna happen though. I, I don't want it to. I feel like all these record-breaking things keep happening to our Boston teams. We had, we had to deal with Brady this year. We're gonna have to deal with Curry now. I, like these guys are great, so they deserve this. I I guess I just don't want the the game stopped and all that on on my on my home court, my home field, yeah. all the time. You know, like it's the right thing to do, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be happy about it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something uh, we might not have to deal with anymore, there's actually two things. We, we can go either direction. I really don't want to talk too much about it, but I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, we might not have to worry about UConn women's basketball anymore, and we probably don't have to worry about MLB anymore with the lockout. So uh, those, those are two topics that we were, we are now saved by. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get too much into uh, into into the baseball, or really either either one, but baseball. But I, I just wanted to bring it up because it is, you know, it, it's pretty big news, and it, it's still a ways out before the the season starts. So what I'm seeing is that games could be missed, but most likely will not, and probably like some preseason gets mixed or get yeah gets mixed. Uh, Pretty much the the issue is the uh, the players feel like they're not getting enough money uh, earlier on in their uh, in their careers, and that the the way the rules are, the teams are incentivized to keep guys at the minor league level longer because then they have to pay them less. So as with most of these, it is uh, money money related, but just really wanted to bring up, just kind of pointed out. I hope that they uh, they get it resolved and. Neither side is happy because that's the way the best negotiations uh, you work out. But I just know from having to deal with the NBA lockout and the NFL lockout the same year in uh, 2011, it was not fun. So I really hope they get it because even though we're not, you know, big baseball guys, there are definitely people out there. And last year dealing with COVID, not having sports for a while and then having to go right into this, it's got to be so frustrating. Baseball might not ever recover if they're missed anything over half the season i'll say it's a huge season you could still have a shortened season in baseball and i think if anything it might be one of the better seasons if it's a half season but if they miss more than half i'm not sure baseball is going to recover i mean last year was kind of a good bounce back with with some underdog teams winning and and a lot of relevancy of some smaller franchises and i i I don't know i just feel like baseball is definitely still trending the wrong way in a lockout Dude, a lockout could could kill it, man. I I just I I don't know why like why I I I'm such I have such a hard time selling myself on baseball. Like, why should I care about these guys? Why should I care about any of these teams? I, it, it's hard for me. It's really hard. I probably care about UConn's women's basketball more than any major league baseball team, and and I hate yeah, UConn. So, <laughs> yeah, so the UConn uh, women they've had a uh, had a, had a, had a major major injury, and. I tried to find some more of the stats, but I couldn't I couldn't quite come uh, come across them. Uh, but they they have just been dominant for so long. They uh, in the AP poll today, they uh, they're down to number seven. Yes, number seven. So still very much top ten. That's the lowest that they've been in the top twenty five uh, AP poll since two thousand seven. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> That's high school. There are there are teams that you know are, are have never been top ten. And here it is, like we're talking about it, and it's it's very much it's it's, it's tongue in, tongue in cheek of like, oh, dynasty is it over? And you know they have a you know their their best player, uh, torn meniscus. Uh, no, it's a uh, page. She. Uh, out at least six weeks with a tibial plateau fracture in her left knee. So that seems like even once you come back is, is not great. And so I'm sure they're just trying to you gotta figure some stuff out. Everybody's role is, uh, you know, changing, but 
Yeah, there have just been some some crazy uh, stats on just how good they've been. That this is you know the first time since 2007 that they're all the way to seven. This isn't like oh they're out of the top 25. No, number seven in the country still. You know, you know what team I don't want to play in the tournament still? UConn. I want no, there's there's still fear in this team. I don't think that's gonna go away just because of this. I, I know the numbers say you shouldn't be scared of it, but you know what? A monster's a monster, right? There's 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 something in the water over there of the dominance they've had, and I, I don't think a setback like this is really gonna encourage me to want to play this team. I, I the recruiting's too good, the coaching's too good. I I still think there's reasons to be uh, fearful of this, but you know maybe maybe it's kind of like Alabama this year where you know the there was a very good chance Alabama for football wasn't going to be in the the, the, the playoff. And they kind of took care of business at the end of the year when they needed to. I, I still think UConn has a, a very good shot to do that. Now, it will be challenging. I don't, I don't. You mentioned that she may return, but she's one of those players that has a, has a future ahead of her in, in this basketball kind of career thing. So why... Like why 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 come like what do you have to prove this is UConn like they're gonna be fine this isn't well, like a blemish on anyone's resume the, the the women's game is much different so I believe she's a she's a sophomore and pretty much all of them stay four years so there's no well don't show up and then just go to the WNBA draft as a you know rather than your junior year so it's just it's just different I, I don't I'm not really plugged in but she she may be good enough though to. To make the jump if she wanted. I know that may be the less traditional route, but I'm sure some players have done that. And I think she qualifies for some of those players that could do it. So I, I just just a thought. I don't really follow it very well. I I don't know. You're probably right about the the accuracy of, of when they get drafted. I just she's she's a really good player. I I, I don't have any problems admitting that. I I, I think we've seen enough to, to So here's there. a here's a uh, another uh, one of those like just wild stats. It's a little, little specific, but uh, Georgia Tech beat them. It snapped UConn's 240 game winning streak against unranked opponents. 240. 240 times you went into, into a gym and the team wasn't ranked and you said, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I wish it told me like when that started. God, I, I hate UConn. I'll play in the music. We gotta wrap this up. This isn't. <laughs> this is this is awful. I told they're, you, they're man. not even good, you. and we're still like praising them. Like that's how good they are to the point where we're like, hey, they they, they may not be that good this year, but yet I I still went on to play them. Like there's, <laughs> like oh no, they dropped. They're gonna be a two seed. Yeah, they're gonna be the most dangerous two smart, seed to ever yeah, be in the tournament. That's smart. Yeah, pull the pull the ripcord on this. Yeah. Well, we were pretty much about you know five minutes left here anyway, so uh, we only got about two minutes here. Uh, I don't know what stories we should do a little quick bit on here, but uh, uh, greatest college basketball buzzer beater. Did, did something happen? Did I miss something? Uh, last week, uh, Purdue was number one, first time in school history, proceeded to go to New Jersey to play Rutgers, unranked, and Ron Harper Jr. hit a go-ahead turnaround jumper with... 20 seconds to go or so, maybe even less than that. Uh, Purdue comes down. They score a layup with about four seconds to go. And then Ron Harper Jr., yes, that is Ron Harper, NBA famous guy. You might have heard of him. Uh, son, he gets it and just in an awkward, just down the court, right down the middle, sort of a Euro step, hits a game-winning buzzer beater. Place goes absolutely nuts. 
students uh, storm storm the storm the court, and so uh, for the third week in a row, the number one uh, team in the country uh, lost. Man, college basketball—it's almost as if nobody's actually good and nobody knows anything, and these rankings mean nothing every week. What do you know? It's exciting. Yeah, it, it was. I think it was a step in from half court, but very much very deep. Yeah, buzzer beaters are fun, especially. I mean, any buzzer beater is fun, but something outrageous like that is, is entertaining. I, I would recommend you go look that up if you haven't seen it. Uh, but make sure you Definitely. follow us on our Facebook page, uh, Little Column A, Little Column B. Uh, not much of a website thing going on these days. It doesn't seem super relevant, but we are on Spotify. You can listen to the podcast, uh, I think, commercial-free now on Facebook. Uh, that's kind of a nice little feature. We'll make sure to share that as well. Uh, and thank you, as usual, for listening. I, I I don't know how we keep getting this thing done, but you know we're still doing the podcast once a week, despite our schedules and our lifestyles and our ups and downs we'll say but uh we we, we thank everyone for, for always listening and we'll, we're excited to do it we're going to continue to do it we'll be back again next week uh hopefully it'll be a good afternoon next week but we'll be back Column A, little column B.